trio of Positivity Podcasts. We appreciate you guys joining us so much. Especially thankful for you today. Thanks for joining us on Thanksgiving weekend. We are thankful for you. Hopefully you have a, some R&R planned for you this weekend. And get the most out of it, you know? This is the podcast. We skimmed the Chicago landscape to bring some positivity into your lives. I'm here with my co-host, Chris and Miller. Boys, say hello. Wait, we what's your name? We made it to co-host today. Yeah. Wait, what's wait, what's your name? Who are you? I'm your host, Poopen. No, that's our co-host. See, <laughs> we're already running into this shit. We're already running into this shit. I'm not gonna call myself a co-host. And yes, you, guys you are, do. There's three of host. us. I'm your host, and these are your co-hosts. I hate it. You could be the host if you want. You can take over. You know what? Yeah, I'll be the host. Hold on, give me your agenda. I'll start this off. <laughs> this right. is, this is going great. Do I have to start go. the music Hello over again? Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. We appreciate you joining us today. This is where we skim the Chicago sports landscape to bring you some positivity into your lives. But anyone who has oh cheered on God. the Chicago teams can attest it is sometimes wait, hard wait, to find. Wait, I, think I, I am your co-host, Boopin. Oh, thank you. I am your co-host, Boopin, and joined, as always, by my fellow Positivity Brigade members, co-host Miller and CJ. Wait, why is it CJ? It should be just Chris. What the hell is going on? How are we doing? Oh, my God. See, it's not that hard. Thank you. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. All right, right, Chris, keep going. Okay, you want me to do the social plug? Fair warning, I am two beers in, so this is going to be a treat. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under Trio of Positivity Podcast and at Twitter, or as the naughty people call it, X, on at Trio of Positivity. Also, did you know that we have a webcast? That's right. Us three idiots have our webcast. Uh, or have a, a website, not a webcast. The beers are hitting, boys. The beers are hitting. Uh, we have a new website. It's the Trio of Positivity.com, where we have uh, blog posts that are written solely by us with no help whatsoever <laughs> and other information that is available so we hope that you guys can go in there and check us out in today's episode we will discuss the news that stood out to us uh give give you our thoughts on the okay i'm going to take it over and i can't I'm, I'm already drinking too much thank you thank you for all the help um you know this is a great episode <laughs> people probably felt it was a blooper guys it was a real thing uh, but yeah, today's episode, we are very excited. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of things that stood out to us, give you the Madhouse and Madison update. Miller's got that all queued up for us. I am very excited about my fantasy segment, and we have a very special guest joining us towards the end to talk about the Bears uh, versus Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football. We want to make sure we'll bring some positivity into your life that way. No, I'm already starting negative. Can they flex us out again on these fucking I hate prime fucking times? primetime games. <laughs> right? <sighs> it's Jesus it's, Christ. Do, this is what I have to you, work with Do you want to watch this team on a Monday? Hey, Sunday wasn't that bad. <laughs> stuttered, though. You stuttered. I did. Sunday wasn't that bad. S- Sunday night? No, Sunday when we played the Lions. That was 12 That's not o'clock. a primetime game. Oh, you saying prime time is? Yeah, I'm saying no? like a Monday I night, hate like night, a... night games. Thursday, Sunday, Sunday. No, I'm sorry, it's Friday. Your, it's past your dinner time at four thirty. Past my I'm... bedtime, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, where were we? What, what do we do here? Well, uh, let's talk about the uh, the amazing party that was had. I know Miller and I talked a little bit about it. Um, but we got the the brigade members, the positivity brigade members, got to get together 
uh, to celebrate a very, very happy occasion. Uh, yes. It was the twins' birthday, so we got to drink, oh. hug, and uh, spend a good time there. Miller was an amazing host, but we all know that it was his wife that did all the work. Yes, 100%. And, uh, shout out to the wife. Shout great. out to the it wife. Great seeing the brigade members I have, together. I do have one negative thing to say. The, bo- the bounce house was not adult friendly. Oh, did, did you Sorry. make it there? I tried to get in, but uh, no one was no, watching, and fit. I was glad. Yep. Oh, it's small. Yeah. So Sorry, it sounds like a fun time. Sorry, I left a little bit early. It was out while you were there, dude. It was in the backyard. I was Boobin, busy we mingling with my people, networking. Boobin, you know? We changed socks together. What do you do? You not remember I, that? I did not. We I think you drove home. Yes, this is a way to start the game. Let's go. <laughs> no, I didn't, but thank I you. I swear to God, yes, we did. Continue. I thought I was drunk. Holy shit. Oh my god, oh, my yeah, cheeks I think are you so were red. outside. Okay, I was outside. I didn't go in the bounce house. So I changing socks. Don't remember that either. But hey, let's start off with the fantasy corner, boys. Love Keeping it. Keeping it in theme, okay? All right. It's fantasy. It's 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 Thanksgiving. You guys have a fantasy player that you are thankful for this season. I'll start us off. Tyree killed. <laughs> He's actually had a great season. I don't have him um, in any league, so I I don't either. This is going to be interesting to say. Um, Mike Evans. He's, he's been solid. If you had yeah. the guts to pick him up, props to you. He's been yeah. solid. That's a good one. It, it's, it, it's probably the one that I think we kind of questioned when we were talking about our teams, where it's like, I don't know if he's going to perform or not. He's been playing great. So yeah. shout yeah. out to Mike Evans. Oh, great choice. Uh, I, I think I know Miller's answer. Miller, can I guess it? It's between. I'll give you two people. Okay. Is it a wide receiver on the Rams? <sighs> that was one of them. Is there another one? Uh... It was actually the running back from the Rams. It was oh, the one oh, wow. I was going to go with uh, because Puka is no longer on my important teams. <laughs> but yes, I would say I am thankful for the Rams organization. I'll say that. Uh, Puka being the wide receiver that I got in every league that I was in subsequently traded in two of those leagues away and Kyron Williams, who I was able to snag in two leagues, although he's been on IR, but he's expected back this week. So get ready for that. But those are the two players that I got via waivers that shows you how well my drafts went. (laughs) Didn't go back right. No, I, but, I think it's no. a season. I think it's a season. I think I am thankful for the waivers. I do have a decent team. I do have some players in mind. Like Jalen Hurts, I paid high for him, but he's been good for me. Um, Cortland Sutton, who I got way, way later. No one wanted him. He's been solid, too. But I think I'm grateful for the waivers, Miller. Like I've, picked, I've been able to every week, every other week, pick up people that have been done good for me for a week, for a couple weeks. Some of them have become more regular starters for me so i was just grateful the waivers i think it's a season if i agree with flexible, you with that one waiver yeah. wire definitely helped me in a lot of my leagues too awesome well what a wonderful transition it's like you guys read the agenda injury seems to be this year's defining theme and storyline we have massive massive injuries even last week that will likely impact the end of the season uh, mark andrews tight end from the ravens is out I see I likely will probably replace him. I don't think you'll get the same production, but someone to throw out here on your team. Aaron Jones on the Packers. 
uh, likely out for a couple games. AJ Dillon will likely see a bigger role there. Kenneth Walker, he's not been ruled out this this week, but pretty he's, good chance. He's doubtful. Yeah, he's there's a pretty good chance he doesn't play. Jack Charbonnet will likely get a bump up. A uh, couple of uh, quarterbacks recently who've been out. Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson are out for the year. Mostly uh, like arrow down on both those offenses right there. So injuries, injuries, injuries seems to be the defining theme for this year so far. But wanted to share this with you guys. I found this and I found it super interesting. Have you noticed that offenses seem to be more stagnant this year? Um, like they're not as efficient. Like I, f- I feel like the blowout games haven't been that. The dominant teams aren't as dominant. Have you guys felt anything like that? It's just me. No, you're a hundred percent correct. I mean, you look at the teams around the league, and the common denominator is the efficiency on offense is not there like it usually is. Now, yeah. I will attest that the reason why Kansas City is probably stagnant is because of Matt Nagy being on that team. <laughs> no shots thank fired, you. but no, I think you. you're right. There aren't there aren't that explosive offense outside of Miami. Like normally, Kansas City is like a well tuned car. Like they just do it every every year, and it's just like they aren't doing it this year. Even Philly, although they are eight and one, nine and one, whatever they are, they mm-hmm. haven't looked like that complete dominant team i mean you could say the same thing about the bills offense as well so i don't Miller's know doing all the work for me thank you buddy i know bro i don't know if like if this can be directly correlated to the defense or if this is something happening with the quarterback situation obviously there's a lot of injuries that could have hampered some of this but it, it is definitely unique yeah it's it's been an interesting year i think we'll probably figure out more at the end of the year but through the 11, 12 weeks we've had, uh, the scoring output uh, is around 43 points per game, which is down to the pre-2010 rule change levels. I can remember the little shift when the the, the scheme became more pass-friendly. That's where the scoring's down to. Uh, the underdogs are also covering at a 44% rate, uh, the worst rate we've seen in the, like, the last two decades, probably back to the 2003 levels. Now that I put you to bed... Let me t- let's talk about the trends. Why I think this is happening. Um, there's a bunch of new quarterbacks. This is the youngest group of starting quarterbacks to open a season since 1957, uh, and that was partially due to lockout in that year too, which is crazy to think about. The offensive systems, the defense, the sack rate in particular has been really impressive this year. That probably has to do something with the new offensive system, new quarterbacks coming in. But that has not helped. And the offensive systems and the defense stepping up has really affected scoring. The last thing I want to say, and this goes back to the point you're trying to make, Miller, Chiefs, Eagles, and Bills, who you can count on to have those dominant big wins, maybe it's the predictable system. They they have a consistency, right? Teams know what how they play, and even they haven't gone to those levels too. But I'm like I said, I think by the end of the year, we'll probably know more. But... Um, do you guys think the defenses are catching up? Like they once it's like once they have something on tape, they're able to uh, react better to that too. I think I don't know what to think, dude. It, it, you can say it. I mean, the defensive fronts have gotten definitely gotten more talented. You can also attribute this to possibly the turnovers in coaching, like. If you don't have an offensive head coach, look at the Bills. They have Sean McDermott. 
He's defensive oriented. So what does that typically mean? That typically means that your offensive coordinator, if the offense is running smoothly, he usually gets grabbed up and becomes a head coach. Um, that's what you saw there. So it's just like it's it's going to happen. Now, Kansas City could be an outlier. I mean, they lost Tyreek Hill, though, so you don't know the hangover from that. Obviously, last year they were still pretty dominant. I mean, they won the Super Bowl without him, but you're seeing the aftermath there. So there's a lot of things that you can say about what's happening. It's unique, but it could be a trend. It could just be the defenses are better. Um, I mean, but I wanna... there's been a lot of injuries across the league. You look at the wide receivers and, and the quarterbacks and the running backs. Like, there's a lot of injuries out there, and that's why they need to change to natural grass instead of the uh, the turf. Oh, oh, get out of here with the natural grass. That has no, that has nothing with what he was talking about. Good okay, Lord. go ask Aaron Rodgers. See what he says. Yeah, actually, I Since do want to bring. Do we up... listen to him? Exactly. Um, I did want to bring something up because I saw this in the agenda. I want to get your opinion on it. I do believe that it's more defenses have figured stuff out. And I think one of the biggest cases that's out there is actually what's happening in Pittsburgh with their offensive coordinator getting fired and rumors saying that Pickett needs to be sat for the whole year in order to save him. Um, now, you guys might Is that a rumor? Is that a Pittsburgh <laughs> homer <laughs> take? Is, is well, that a rumor you started? <laughs> well. Uh, if you guys actually did some research, you would see that it's being discussed. Now, take away the green assault. By you? Well, ESPN's reporting it. What? I think that could be the stupidest <laughs> take of the year. <laughs> uh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazelle, this must be an opinion piece. It says it's time to sit Kenny Pickett partially to save him from Steelers' absurd, absurd offense. So... The and what I'm saying is like it's being discussed not from like the Pittsburgh team side of things, but you can kind of see where the there is credibility in like he was there for a couple years and they thought he was going to be the guy that was going to help. And I they think this kinda, is the second year, isn't it? I don't think so. I think yeah, I older. think it is the second year. He is not that he's not that old. He's very young. Uh, yeah. um, I think last year was a rookie because that last year is when oh, they you're brought talking in about, Mitch. Hey, I'm talking about the offensive coordinator. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I was shit about him. I'm talking about I think the No, but what I was trying to say is the coordinator has been there for quite some time to kind of establish the offense that he wants. No, I, I, I think it's his second year, too. They were, like, very surprised that he was kept on the job. I uh, let me fired. look it up real quick. Cause he's I don't done. Think... Goodbye. He's gone. Sure. Uh, it was okay. this fourth season with up. the Steelers. Okay, but I don't think he was the... He got promoted, I think, but he was not the offensive coordinator, I don't think. I could but, be wrong. Regardless, I don't know. Uh, I you're think you're right with two the defense Over two though. and a half seasons as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yep. Like, they were really surprised that he was kept on this year as the coordinator at the beginning of the season. But that but, goes back to the question that you kind of posed. Do you think that the defensive side of things have gotten better? Like, can we use this as an example of... Maybe it's the wrong scheme being played, or maybe it's defenses just knowing what they're gonna do. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. Like, maybe it's just the quarterbacks not being that good. I mean, Houston, right? Um, Stroud is killing it, but still, like the trends, like with it, despite him showing up and having a good rookie year, still the trends are fairly troubling. Like I said, it's the middle of the year. I mean, look like, at the. Know, Look at the four drafted quarterbacks. Stroud is killing it. You have Bryce Young that's sucking. Anthony Richardson got hurt. 
Will Levis had a good first game, but he's been fairly mediocre after that. But it's a rookie. Like, how much can you put on a rookie season like that, though? I think that's, but he that's just, one thing. He was just talking about how the quarterback position is so young. It's young because these rookies are starting. Right. Okay, well, that's um, fair, too. Yeah. You guys actually brought me to my next point. So we talked about how many injuries that have been, how many injuries have been to quarterbacks, right? I will name a quarterback. Some of the names may not seem familiar to you. But I promise you, they're all quarterbacks that have started in the NFL this year. If you can name the team, you get a special prize. Ready? Yes, I can't wait for the special prize. Okay. Uh, Clayton Tune. What team? Chicago Bears. Jacksonville Jaguars. It's, I think it's Arizona Cardinals. Did you guys not know that? You're making it up right now. I have no idea. Boobin <laughs> I'm about to finish my third beer, and I have no idea who that. Okay. I don't even know who that name is. He was the. He, I think he was a rookie this year too. That they started. But do you uh, even know? You said I you do, think I it's do. the Arizona. No, Cardinals. like you, you, you. I thought you would get it, Miller. The fact that you said Jacksonville has me questioning things. Okay, Brett Rippin. <laughs> wow. Green Green Bay Packers. Not Packers. I want to say I don't think it's the Giants, but I want to say Giants. It's it's, it's Miller's favorite team. It's Miller's Who favorite team. Who fuck's my favorite team? The Rams. Oh, the Rams. Oh, that okay. makes sense. Hopefully, you guys get this. Tommy DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh, I got son. that one. That's Danny DeVito's son. I don't care what you guys tell me. That's Danny okay. DeVito's son. Last two. Jake Browning. The Browns. Close, <laughs> yes. close. Another team in the same division. Good the Bengals. Yes, no. you got it. Oh, really? Fuck. Good yeah. job. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, last one. Jaron Hall. I know this, that I, one. This I didn't know. I, I just know it because it was a big thing when the Vikings played Atlanta. Because he oh, started. Vikings. And he got hurt. I was going to say And then Dobbs came in. But yeah, that's, guys, the reason I, that's the only reason I know it. We've talked about what how many quarterbacks started. But like some of these names, like you could have literally taken it from a Twilight movie, and I would not know if they were quarterbacks or not. But that's how incredible this season's been. Um, even though not related to fantasy, I thought that would be a fun little game to play. Well, uh, I have a fun little game to play with you. Go for it. It's called the Tyreek Hill Watch. And <laughs> Miller, I'm, keep it I'm together. I gotta keep it. a straight face when I do this, damn it. So, <laughs> what it, it's basically just gonna be one question. <laughs> It's going to be posed to Boopin. Is, yes, is this don't the drop week? Him. Don't, don't drop him. Drop. Got it. So that's what we're going to do every week until the end of the season. We ask Boopin the question, when do we drop Tyreek Hill bench. from your fantasy? No. It ha- well, okay, fine. Bench or, or bench. drop? If, bench. if you are in a league with me that I play with, no, please drop him. Or bench. Or, or bench. bench. Or be- if you're playing me, please bench him. Oh, okay. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Those are those are different words than we heard a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh we gotta take it to Miller because he was talking already. Tell us about the Madhouse and Madison, Miller. What's happening there? Well, collectively, all of our Madhouse and Madison teams went one and six. <laughs> one and seven. No, one and six. One and six. One and six. So I've had three beers um, right there with with Chris. Hey, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. We're on four. We're on four, baby. 
They have gone one and six over this past week, so they have not been very good, to say the least. The Bulls, they've had quite the interesting week. They went one and three. They are five and ten overall. In addition to that, they played their second in-season tournament game against the Orlando Magic. They lost that. They dropped to 0-2 and are in fourth place in their in-season tournament standings. I think it's safe to say they're not going to be advancing in the next round. But that isn't even the interesting thing. The interesting thing came in the sole win of the last week which was a comeback win against the Miami Heat in which the Bulls started out down 22 to 1. Yes, you heard that right. They were down 22 points to 1 to start the game and they proceeded to win at the end. Now, again, that isn't the take the talking point. The talking point was after the game when the whole team proceeded to celebrate after a pretty much it's not a walk off, but a last second shot that was made for them to win, and Zach Levine proceeded to storm off the court and go directly into the locker room. Now, we've talked about this in the past. Zach Levine seems like he's on the on his way out. Is he already checked out for the Chicago Bulls? I think so. I think there's even rumors out there that the Heat were interested at one point. Um, I think the... I know we don't normally talk, and I apologize for bringing it up, but I think uh, he is injured for today's game i don't think he was in the starting lineup um whether that's an injury or just to kind of keep him fresh i'm not entirely sure I, I i think i saw that on twitter like right before we came on um that there was a chance that he wasn't going to play um yeah i i, I do think he's kind of checked out but then again it's like you're celebrating a, a win against the heat it should be celebrated because they're one of the top teams out there but I agree. I mean, I think I think he's checked out. I mean, I'm, when I say celebration, it's a regular season game, right? They're not they're not celebrating like they won the World Series, but usually you have some sort of camaraderie as a team mm-hmm. after a win, specifically a big comeback win like that. So yeah, like, I, like what Chris said, um, there were like offers, like tentative offers being made for what the trade with the Heat looks like. So. Maybe that's got something to do with it. Not sure, but yeah, it definitely seems something going on. I will than say, I will say, shared. some of the rumors of the trades that are like being discussed. Again, these are rumors. The one that caught me off guard was the San Antonio Spurs. Um, there were some rumors on that that they could offer something, and I'm like, that's they kind are of also interesting. struggling. I think they started the season like with a couple wins, and they have lost nine in a row or something. The Spurs. Like, I don't like follow, them. but I I can probably take it if they're. I mean, you kind of know they're going to have their struggles. They have a, a a the number one pick and rookie superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, to, to, totally get it. But like it was like yeah, like they're three and twelve. They're the bottom of the league, which never happens with them, especially. So that was interesting too. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. So one thing I will say is the stuff that Levine is saying uh, to the media, I'm okay with. Um, He was quoted telling people on the 15th of November, it's like, I'm frustrated. We're not winning. I think if you're not frustrated, that's a problem. It's an upsetting thing. 
when we've been trying to do the right thing for the last three or four years, it seems like we're in the same place. I am so glad that someone had the balls to at least say that to the media because he is 100% correct. Jesus. He is. Ah. He is. This team is seemingly just going in a little rotation and they're not getting any better. So, and that, I mean, this isn't the first time we've talked about it. This isn't the first time we're hearing about it. We heard it all off season. And it's like still this this GM who well, I know at least I was happy that we got still decided to roll roll it back. And it's just like, yeah. what are you doing? I, I I get why he was doing it. But like, I think thinking about it now, like if Damian Lillard was available and we could have made a pull, if we had a competitive team, we probably could have done something there, too. Like, there's just going to be a lot of what-ifs. I just want to see what this guy can do when he has maybe some early picks or he can build a core. I just never thought Levine was the guy to do it. Sometimes he proved me wrong, but honestly, the the attitude that he has right now with the team, I'm completely okay with because we are not winning and we should be a a top-tier team with the type of demographic that we have in Chicago, like being blue-collar and stuff like that. I I, I don't like where the Bulls are at. Uh, That's one of the reasons I don't like talking about them because it doesn't excite me. Yeah, it, well, the the number out there now is December 15th. It looks like that could be the date where most, the earliest that a trade could happen, I think. So we'll see. We'll see if it comes quick. Yeah, maybe the Spurs thing is right, Chris. They've lost 10 in a row. Jeez, yeah, and if he wants to go to a winning team, uh, that they could make a package and they could just send his ass out there. But um, one thing I will say about like we we cannot get the out. number one pick back, though. We don't know how to say his last name. Only well, Miller does. Yeah, Miller did a, did a great one job. Banyama, baby. <laughs> there we go. The one thing I will say to kind of end it, I, I was very excited to see how this in-season tournament was going to be. You can kind of tell like the guys are not treating it like it's something extra special. It's just another... It's just another game in their calendar. Really? I think if they had, that's what it looks like. I'll be honest. I watched both games of the in-season tournament. I had to stop the first game because I could not get over the court design. The court design is still the most awful thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so but, have you watched any other games outside of the Bulls? Yes. Yes. So you don't think the Lakers are treating it a little differently? The I Lakers feel like are. They are. The Bulls are not. The is Bulls what I was are trying not. to say. But I, I don't think they're not treating it any differently. I just think they suck. I would have said I would have said like if we wanted to be the first to win this thing to put some kind of like put put your balls out there you know what I mean it's be the first to do it and it's just like I I didn't see the team with like an extra oomph on mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. like stuff like that I, um, yeah I, I think I do excited. see a league changing that yeah I I was definitely excited like after your segment a couple of weeks ago I went back and looked into it and the reason they did a new court was like they wanted that um feeling right yeah like you it's not a regular season game it's a different court you're playing on this is not what you do every day and then obviously they were traveling a little bit and playing the tournament in a different way the league I know is hoping that this becomes a new thing so I think you're absolutely right next year they'll definitely make some changes I think I think so because I mean they imagine you're gonna have an extra game for the championship game it's gonna be in mm-hmm. Vegas which is a neutral court um and vegas has been getting a lot of headlines i know we're not going to talk about it but i think the manage the owners for mlb approved for the oakland a's to move out there so vegas is like another hot spot I th- i'm sure we could talk about that another day um but i i just don't see it i just don't see it with this team right now i don't know what they're gonna do i don't know if the gm should be fired as of yet i do believe donovan has to go i do believe levine has to be traded and let's see what the gm can kind of work 
I don't think the GM's going to be fired, to be honest. We know Jerry likes to hang on to people, but I could see him getting So I, I think he'll get another chance at another rebuild. Guys, could we name another segment, sell the team, Jerry? <laughs> I think we could. I think oh, we could. Man, I, I, I am want, all for that. Do I want Jerry to sell the Bulls, though? Let me drink he'll, on it. I'll give he'll you will an never. He will I'll, never. I know, I'll be but okay with it. I don't we know can buy it. it. We can we can pool our podcast money together. We go buy the bulls, baby. Let's go. Our All negative, seven dollars of it. Our negative. <laughs> our negative investment. All right, let's move on to some more positive talk. Not the Chicago Blackhawks. They are zero and three in the last week. They are losing just as much as the Bulls. They don't even have a fucking win. But thankfully, they have Connor Bedard, who I will get to in a second. But with the Blackhawks, it seems like there is a lot of frustration that is starting to build. The big news item on them is their strength of schedule. The beginning few weeks have been a gauntlet. They have played some of the top teams in the league consistently on the road, whether it's Vegas, whether it's Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins. They have just gone through a gauntlet. Of, of teams, which obviously has led to that 5-11 and 11 record. But it seems like the frustration is starting to build with some of the players on the team. It's to be expected. A lot of these people are young. A lot of these people are coming from success, and they may hope that it translates directly into the NHL. But obviously, we know that happened. That doesn't happen like that. The biggest focus right now, as far as the Blackhawks is concerned, is on their lack of success on the power play. They have posted an 11.3% success rate, which is, I believe, fifth or fourth or fifth worst in the league. So they just haven't been gelling. They just made a, a big, a big move uh, on bringing a new player up to that power play. So we'll see if that helps. But as Although we are having we are having our struggles on the PowerPoint, it's interesting when you look at the main focus that we've had over these past few weeks in regards to the Blackhawks, and that is Connor Bedard. So moving on to Connor Bedard, he has two points in his last three games. Both of those have been assists. He leads all rookies in points at 15 for the year. And his nine goals are tied for 17th in the league. So the phenom is being a phenom. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) What'd you call it? What was our percentage? What? 11.3? I didn't know we were having issues with Microsoft. (laughs) You call it PowerPoint instead of PowerPlay. No, that was just on the sheet. I called it PowerPlay. No, you you said it. <laughs> but guys, I know we're struggling to find something to look forward to with the uh with the Bulls and the Blackhawks. I found it, I think. You're interrupting my segment. It better be they good. Have, they have they have a very <clears throat> similar record. Bulls are five and eleven, the Blackhawks are five and twelve. Boys, so I the- hate to tell you this, but I was trying to research where we were at for the percentage because I wanted to ask like what's the national average, like the league average? Uh, I know we don't talk about current events, 
but the Blackhawks got clapped seven to three against the Blue Jackets. By the Blue Jackets. By Columbus okay, moving Blue on to the positive thing. No, no, no. Connor whoa, 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 whoa. I Wait, he had a point. Thing. He had a point. He had a point. I'm sorry. Something to look forward to was the records. We can figure out who has the worst record. It's not a positive thing, but a thing we can like discuss every week is who has the worst record. Bulls are five and eleven. Blackhawks are five and twelve. Okay, I'm done. Okay, so you're good. saying so? Okay, go ahead. Connor Bedard and his powerpoints. <laughs> he doesn't um, have any. The one thing to just keep in mind here is that Connor Bedard's been doing most of his damage at even strength. Their power play has struggled massively, as I just pointed out under the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so <laughs> how's his office skills? <laughs> I so hope he's theoretically, good at Excel, baby. So theoretically, if they can get that power play going, I'm I'm expecting and hoping Connor Bedard to take another step and get some more goals and more assists and become even more of a dominant player than he's already shown he is. End of the day, you can sit here and be booping and compare schedule or compare compare rankings and compare their last week and how shitty the team is. But we have Connor Bedard for the Blackhawks. Anywhere you go, you're getting coverage of this guy. He is a phenom. He's fun to watch. He's just watch the Blackhawks. Fuck the Bulls. Sell the team, Jerry. So it looks like it looks like the New Jersey Devils have the highest, uh, according to StatMuse.com. StatMuse.com. StatMuse. Uh, listen, listen. It's not Twitter, so I know Miller's not gonna buy it. Nope. But they had him at thirty-seven point seven percent. Um, and I think I would say the average is around twenties. So the fact that the the Blackhawks are that low, um, hey, maybe maybe we can get the Microsoft Word and see if they get a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like no one uses PowerPoint anymore. Maybe Google Slides is his thing. Who knows? But okay, uh, that was majority of what we had on the first end of things. Like I said, on the back end, people, we're gonna come back with a very special guest. We're gonna discuss Bears and Vikings. So see you on the other side. Welcome back. Now, to the main segment, right? As promised, we have a special guest with us. But this is what you guys listen to us for, I think, you know? We are talking bears and Vikings. But before we let the guests in, let me set the stage, okay? The Chicago Bears, 3-8, and eight, last place in the NFC North, take on the 6-5 and five Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football at the U.S. Bank Stadium. Both teams are coming off a pretty disappointing loss, I think we should say. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who gets the W. With that being said, let's welcome in our special guest, Luke. Say hello, sir. Skull. What's up, y'all? Excited <laughs> to Get be joining. While I'm originally from Minnesota, I do now live in Austin, Texas. So I, I found mixing in some y'alls here and there is actually a pretty effective strategy. So forgive me for for that combo there. Hey, it's not it's not a bad thing to be politically correct nowadays. You got to use that y'all, you know. Y'all works great. It does. I it works great. Use, use guys, you guys. I don't know. Don't know if it's got the same ring. We're, we're, we're trying to move y'all northward. 
<laughs> all right, let's do it. Um, we're all for it. Um, lots of fun storylines to talk about, right? I think both of our teams have had interesting seasons for different reasons. Um, if if it's okay with you, I think I want to start here. Um, you guys have been hit by injuries. One of the worst team hit by injuries this year, right? JJ is out. Um, Kirk is done for the season, but you guys are amazingly still in the playoff hunt, right? Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Bears have healthy players, and we barely look uh, like a functioning team at times. What's the <laughs> secret? How, how how are you doing it up north? What, what's working for you guys up there this season? Yeah. Honestly, having Jefferson out has given some of our other playmakers a chance to become more visible. Obviously last year we acquired TJ Hawkinson and while he, he started a little slow, the dude just racks up. How's that stuff. ear? Didn't, didn't he have an ear infection or something at the beginning of the season? Yeah, quote unquote, we can't see the air quotes uh, on the audio, but yeah, he was, he was working on a new contract, but he got that sorted and yeah, I think he's second in the league in, in receptions um, behind Kelsey. So He's absolutely stepped up. And then we've had our rookie receiver, Jordan Addison, who I don't want to use the word fun to describe Jefferson going out, but it has been exciting to see him act as the default number one receiver. And he's he's truly stepped up, especially for someone who is smaller in size that people weren't so sure he was going to be able to hold up. He absolutely has and has had some some monster games and and was a touchdown machine as well. So yeah, I think we got to see some of the depth of playmaking that our team has. And, and while Kirk was still active, you could see how much his precision and accuracy uh, could carry a team in, in some ways as well. So it's, it's been, it's been an interesting uh, season. Uh, I always say as a Vikings fan, if nothing else, they always entertain year in and year out. <laughs> I mean, you, you. We sit here talking, and you left out one of the biggest guys the biggest. on the team. The I mean, biggest. Josh Dobbs. Walk me through your thought process when you traded for Josh Dobbs. What was your like initial reaction? So, I always I, I try to avoid all these trade rumors. You, you all know, like the Bleacher reports, and it's just it's become such nonsense. The lists of. 50 people you could acquire just the clickbait type of so I, I really honestly didn't expect them to go after anyone uh when i found we got dobbs i, I kind of figured he would serve as a as a backup to our rookie quarterback uh, jaron hall and the fact that we got him for for almost i think some late late round trade swap like oh whatever i guess that's that's not a big deal um <laughs> and, uh, just truly hilarious so Vikings fans have trauma, and I, I watched this game in in Chicago at at Redmond's way way years back. But we all have trauma from Josh Freeman. Do you, you all remember that debacle? Yeah, like yeah. I don't know, it was so long ago. But it was a similar scenario where he was acquired a week or two, and then got thrust into a starting role. And and when Dobbs had a turnover, I think he had a couple turnovers early in that. I'm like, here, this is exactly <laughs> Josh Freeman. So when he started actually gaining yards and, and scoring points, I was absolutely baffled by the whole thing uh, in a positive way. 
So yeah, I, my expectations were, I'll, I'll quote K-Fan here, was like high aspirations, low expectations. My expectations were extremely low. And then we pulled out a W and then another <laughs> one. So that was that was pretty wild. Yeah, you guys were on like, um, last time we talked, I think it was pretty early on that we played each other. Both teams were like headed to like, who's going to get the better pick route, I think. You guys then went on a heater, five game winning streak and just it's been amazing but um yeah like last time we talked about the same thing i'll bring it up again uh what do you do next year right like jj is we'll bring up jj in a minute but kirk do you keep him dobbs is he the future like you know uh, kirk's contract is also probably ending at the end of the year right he's a free agent at the end of the year he's injury that probably complicates things what do you see the future uh, to be for the Vikes at the quarterback position, at least. Yeah, that's a that's a million dollar question, right? Or whatever, fifty million guaranteed dollar <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, so I know this is this is hot takes radio, but I'm going to add a little nuance first, which is just that we're actually in sort of a sort of a neat role in that we get to actually play out the season and see what the hell Dobbs does. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> um, so I don't think anyone can truly take a, a strong stance yet until we see how the next six, seven, eight games, hopefully if there is some playoffs involved, uh, goes. So on one hand, if Dobbs can, I, my opinion, if Dobbs can show that he's reasonably competent and he brings that really exciting element in the run game, and he's only 28. I am pretty excited about his potential. Uh, I'm, I've actually been a Kirk uh, backer for, for this whole period in there. He has unlimited detractors, of course. <laughs> he was playing lights out football. I, but... I think that man, that man hopefully gets his props one day. He is like above average to, you know, like better quarterback. He, he doesn't lose you the games. And I think that should count for okay. something, okay. right? Like, man, I guess that's the man. That's the man fair. gets his props for having probably one of the better contracts out there for a quarterback. I will say getting that. the most money out of his average Se- talent. Second time around, right? He did the same thing in <laughs> the- Washington. He was franchise tagged or he signed twice. a one year deal. Yeah, I twice. Think. So props I there. People, I think people have always struggled because they want to just classify people as top tier or garbage. And Kirk hovers on that kind of second tier and it just doesn't work well with, with people's eagerness to just, to just go on the extremes. Um, But I will say, and I I think it's reasonably acknowledged that he was playing pretty excellent football up until that injury. However, with that all said, you're now looking at um, a man who's going to be 36 years old and at best case scenario where you're going to use him a, a few more years. So even though I was a big Kirk backer, I feel like if jobs gives us a reason to, to explore someone younger, bring some different elements to the game, I would lean that way. So I'm hopeful that that's kind of how it plays out. And then we can talk about potential rookie acquisitions. But for me personally, uh, a bird in the hand, a quarterback who's reasonably competent and can make some great plays with his legs too, is 
much better than a Mitch Trubisky uh, in the bush. Oh, oh, now, or them fighting words, them fighting words, right there. So, I mean, the Dobbs um, story is so. I don't know if there's too many people who are going to fight me on that quote, Chris. I'm not, I'm not sure. You'd be about surprised. That. There's one of them here. Uh, before Miller uh, was talking about Dobbs, I did want to ask you a quick question because looking at your schedule, obviously you got the Bears coming up. I think you probably have one of the hardest last four games of the year. You're going to be at Bengals, and then you play the Lions twice. Are are you willing to say that you want this team to be playoff contenders, or are you more interested in looking into the future? Yeah, and that's another great question. I, I feel like the Vikings have traditionally been, or at least as of recent times, have been in the mix for the division. Mm-hmm. It's been really interesting. I'm sure Bears fans, again, this is going to come off as a cheap shot, uh, are used to that conversation around tanker or not. Uh, and, <laughs> it's our whole and, lives, bro. Our whole lives. Fun. Hey, we got another team tanking for us this year. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah exactly. You got, you got two horses in the race. Uh, so it's been really interesting to watch that fiercely play out, especially when we started 0-3. Um, again, I personally... Obviously, we always want to win the Super Bowl, but football to me is is also entertainment. And and what's more entertaining than than getting going watching a game on a on a playoff stakes? So Please. yeah, I'm very yeah. hopeful that we stay in that mix. And honestly, no one. This doesn't feel. I don't know what, what y'all think. This doesn't feel like a dominant year, especially for the NFC. There seems to be no one that's that's really amazing. We already beat the Niners. They were down a few people, but. Uh, the Eagles, we also were very much in the mix in that game against them. We had three-ish turnovers. We had a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we, we kind of knew it was a 1-2 with 49ers and Eagles. I think we were kind of hopeful. I mean, it, when the season started, we kind of did have uh, the Bears going under, but we did have them winning a lot of games in, in, in our terms. But we definitely <laughs> saw the Vikings being up there. We did not see the Lions where we see them now what the at fuck least conversation I were you at you had I the think... lions being a top tier team right now yes they, they, they were the favorite to win the division i think but i did I not think the, i i did not think the vikings were gonna i think they i thought honestly i, I remember thought all three the teams vikings, were gonna yeah. be around 500 i knew the vikings were gonna take a step back because of all the quote-unquote luck that they had last year in the one, one score, one game. score yeah. games and, and yeah. whatnot. But I thought the Lions were clear front runners. But obviously, although you have to play the Lions twice, other than that, I think your schedule's pretty weak. And and the Bengals aren't anything without Joe Burrow. So that's yeah, not yeah. gonna that that should be a fairly I'm not gonna say easy game because it's the NFL, but that should be a a beatable a beatable opponent. So you guys are right there. It's very interesting. And and going back to Josh Dobbs, just because he's such an interesting story, right? He started off with the Browns this year, was traded to Arizona, played decent to Arizona, and now he's traded to the Vikings. And it's just like, it's crazy to see this guy. Like, come on, we're from Chicago. All we hear about is the talk (laughs) of what, why, why our quarterbacks can't do this and why our quarterbacks can't do that. And like, you sit here, oh, this is Justin's second offensive coordinator. He needs to learn the system. Oh, this is Mitch's third offensive coordinator. And then this motherfucker has three offensive coordinators in one year, and he's still lighting up the league. It's just, it's kind of like crazy. Yeah. Definitely hate him for that, for sure. <laughs> well, some, some nice Chase Daniels games, right? <laughs> we did, we did. 
Uh, yeah. No, but uh, I, it, Dobbs is an interesting story, too. What was he, like 1-8, 1-9 and eight, one and nine as a starter before Minnesota, too? Yes, he has started a lot of places, but he had not won a lot of places. You know, there was a reason he had three teams in two years or whatever his journey was. But no, props to your coaching staff that, it, um, you know, Kevin O'Connell has something going, like a new quarterback coming in and can just, like, take off and... There's no real, you know, Madison can be argued as a superstar, but like you guys have no like. Wait, wait, big... wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Did you seriously just say Madison could be considered a superstar? Their I, running I said, back. I, I said maybe, but I, what I was maybe the point, the point I was <laughs> trying to make. If maybe? you let me, no, you Jesus, take brother, that back, brother. Let me finish. He's not a trying. good running back. The point bro, I was trying to make on. was there's no superstar on the roster, as you see. And he was still letting them win, but thank you for interrupting me. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, so revisit the Madison, we'll revisit the Madison tangent, but yeah, I think I have to to save repeating this the Dobbs narratives, which were incredible, but we've all heard them at, at nauseum at this point. Uh, I agree with you, Bupen. We do need to give a shout out to Kevin O'Connell. I think his background is literally being a quarterback in the NFL. These stories about him kind of dissecting the play over the headset in the in the waning seconds that it's still available. I think yeah. you really have to do, combo effort, but you have to really look at him. And, and he's from all we can tell externally, of course, as fans, you never know how much of it is is mm-hmm. legitimate. But from all we can tell, the Vikings have a, a pretty strong team culture. That the facilities are reported to be some of the best in the league. So. Um, can I just cut you off right here? Can I just cut you off? I, I don't want to talk about Kevin O'Connell anymore because the Bears had the opportunity to sign him and we decided to go the goddamn Matt Eberflus route. So I would prefer to stay, keep that name out of this conversation so I can avoid there being sad. a lot sad. of people happy about the Flus being signed and now there you go with hindsight. Speaking <sighs> of hindsight, since we're talking about quarterbacks here, Mr. Fields is the most likely starter uh, for the Bears this uh, this week. Why don't you uh, tell likely? us how dog shit he's been? What? Next year? This year? Next year? Uh, well, he's going to be the starter the on Sunday. <laughs> well, let me. It's Monday, Monday but nice try. Monday, uh, but whatever. let me uh, rephrase the question. How how dog shit is Justin Fields? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know how he feels. Who wants to take that one? No, no, it's all you. Like. The, for the, me. Why we love having um, you guys here, like fans of the other team, is we have very strong opinions and we keep repeating the same story. No one changes the, anyone's mind over here. <laughs> so we, we, we just have the storylines that we keep following all year. But it's interesting to hear from you. Like, what do you think of Justin Fields, like running quarterback in the league, future, and all that good stuff from your perspective as a Vikings fan? So admittedly, I, I don't watch a lot of Fields all all twenty two tape. <laughs> um, what, do you, guess, what do you do? What do you do with your day? I know, I know, I don't know. I guess I eat brisket. Um, <laughs> oh, go to hell! So, <laughs> I guess what's what always is intriguing to me about this feels like a never ending saga with Bears quarterbacks post Cutler era is that you'll have those games where people feel like, all right. There's that potential. Put up those numbers. Next year, this is going to be when it all starts to sort itself out and we get that long-term contract and we're smooth sailing as a franchise quarterback. And so 
I kind of feel the same way about Fields, right? He, he puts together a string of a few solid games, but then it fades. Um, is that fair to, to y'all? Yeah. No, I was yeah. hoping you'd be more aggressive with that, but sure. <laughs> like I you, mean, you honestly like are killing us with your very balanced take. You know, this is supposed to be catchy, <laughs> well, and we're supposed to. Thing. I uh, I don't want to talk a bunch of trash to Fields and watch him throw up 300 yards and 100 yards rushing on Monday <laughs> night because the Vikings almost never blow out the Bears, let alone, uh, let alone you know run away with it. So. They didn't uh, yeah, like blowouts. I'll, I'll, I'll they play close games. I'll this on Tuesday, and I'll, maybe I'll be more aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, um, no, that's a very fair point. I mean, we see it a lot as Bears fans dissecting it. It's like the up and downs of our quarterbacks are like all the time. Like you saw it with Mitch. You saw it with you see it with Justin. It's just like they always show that flash of potential. It's just a matter of stringing things together and yep. we'll see we'll see what happens right now i think a lot of people in this town are riding high because of justin's last game the, his last few games have been outstanding the last three full games so we'll see if that trend continues or if it falls off the cliff like we are used to um that's very fair like i know you were talking earlier about was it claypool that receiver that y'all were had at the start yeah um do y'all feel like there's a, a reasonable supporting cast ever around these quarterbacks i mean this year miller feels like feels should be lighting it up with the people around him all right, all right. why are you I'll gonna s- speak for me bro speak for your goddamn self i i i this is the best cast i think since maybe when Alton Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall were around. I think this is the best cast since then, uh, with DJ Moore and Komet and you know Mooney around sometimes when he decides to play. I think this is the best cast we've had, including the O line too. Even like some of the pieces there are long term. So I I think this is the best, most formidable offense since we have since probably I don't know. I guess I don't. Some of the mid years were interesting, but probably since Cutler, I would say. I don't know if you guys disagree. Yeah, I think the pieces are definitely there. I mean, we haven't we have a number one wide receiver in DJ Moore this year. We really expected uh, for Fields to take another step. Now he's been better recently, but the start of the year was pretty awful. Um, you can blame it on whoever, but the bottom line is he's the one that's behind center. The offensive line at the beginning was pretty all over the place. We had some injuries that affected that. The running game, although we've had formidable pieces, it hasn't been elite. Like, it's not like we have that star. That Madison, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> that Madison in the backfield. Like, we don't have that stud. I am pretty that sure just, if I stop you. Fantasy points for me. Madison did? <laughs> no, y'all's uh, sub in. Mm. Sub in right. Was it for me? Foreman, yeah, yeah. 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 he was decent. He was he was decent. He ran hard and he was a powerful runner, so it was definitely positive to see. He's he's been decent, like I said. But so I do think they have the pieces around them. I mean, you can always sit here and critique. Oh, the guard needs to be better. Oh, the left tackle needs to be better. But at the end of the day, you're not going to have like this perfect offensive lineup. And this team, one thing that they have done to give them credit is they have done their best to equip Fields with a collective group that 
is as good as he's going to get as mm-hmm. of this moment, right? Like they they invested in that group. They got DJ Moore. They they drafted the right tackle. They signed a right guard. Like they they brought in pieces to hopefully see what the kid has. So while it's not the best offense in the league by any means, but I think that the staff has has kind of done what they could to make it the best it could be. If that makes any sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to make sure. Speaking of who's you know matching up with that potentially solid offense, uh, huge shout out to Brian Flores. I want to make sure we don't go uh, through without mentioning him. Yeah. Um, and I think again, you get all these online narratives. Y- y'all are so familiar with this. The the new coordinator, right? And everyone just thinks, wow, new coordinator. We're gonna go from ten points a game to a hundred, or, or, or vice versa on defense. Uh, I was very skeptical, and the guy has just came in and turned basically the same personnel. We got a little bit younger into mm-hmm. a, a middle to upper tier defense uh, that has helped us in, in some cases win games, which yeah. we mentioned last year. We basically played a medium prevent the whole season and got some timely turnovers at end of mm-hmm. games. So, yeah, I mean, I think what y'all had 13 points against us the first our first matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy has has really done an impressive job, and yeah. already Vikings fans are trying to get him locked in. He wants to be a head coach, I assume, again. And yeah. fans are already panicking <laughs> yeah. about him him departing at the, the end of the season. Yeah. He's I think that's the one job. thing. I think that's the one thing where, as Bear fans, we kind of have that difference of opinion where we might have everything right on paper, but we don't know how the offense is going to run. We've had multiple conversations throughout the weeks where we we see the potential, but we don't see this offense kind of take advantage of it. And the fact that you're talking about a person that came in and with the with the players that is already there, kind of changed them for the better, is something I wish we had. I mean, we kind of had our our defensive coordinator on a questionable Twitter source HR issue. Uh, We've had two. <laughs> Two defensive people have HR issues. Wow. They just come on, come on, guys. And, Let's get together. And we have a coach that talks about having a great environment and culture. Oh, culture. Thank you. And it's just like I, I it, it's it's very hit or miss. So it's to be able to hear that you guys are have don't have that issue, it's kind of something that we wish we had to. Maybe yeah. once y'all start building in the suburbs, that's when, you know, the nice. Oh, the my nice God. Don't even. That's what I'm talking about. Don't even. We talked about that for eight weeks in a row. I don't want that to be <laughs> the topic we talk about again. But that's I what I'm talking about. Because there's more cities that just put in, like, interest, too. But uh, as a as a, a way to not have that conversation, I've stopped adding them <laughs> in. Talk about more things that you guys are doing well. Justin Jefferson, right? The dude is literally who I don't know. Like he has more. We, we brought it up in the last show. He alone has more yards by himself than the best Bears wide receiver ever. <laughs> so he's incredible. I wish we got ever got lucky like that in a draft. But um, we talked about last time we talked about we said it's his team moving forward. You know, especially Kirk was on a one year deal. No real stud running back there and things like that. How do you see him like that extension is coming for him, right? That mega massive extension. Yeah. Again, it's 
any conversation around that is just centers around people having way too much time on their hands to talk on the internet. Um, Jefferson will be signed to a max long-term contract. I have, I have zero doubt that that'll, that'll be the case. Uh, Actually getting hurt. Get, we'll get you guys probably a little bit of a discount if that applies, right? We'll see. Um, <laughs> You're not yeah. getting no fucking <laughs> discounts. <laughs> but uh, again, with with KOC, our coach, and then uh, Kwesi, um and your GM, yeah, saying yeah. his his last name. Um, they they've had a vision. They've been shedding kind of these these rough long term contracts. They've been basically from day one. I'm, this has been on the radar for them, so um, it'll get done. And yeah, the, the, the guy's just crazy elite. Uh, and again, you, you look at people like Jalen Rager, who was actually on our team <laughs> from that same draft that they picked, a, picked ahead of him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Eagles, uh, right, I think. It's yeah. just insane to, to watch the, <laughs> the disparity in, in talent. Um, do, so, do, we, do we know if he's playing this week? We do not. Okay, the status is still it's, up in the air. Everyone's frustrated because it's a hamstring, and hamstrings are just difficult to estimate. It's there's, I mean, it's just typical in these situations with us being so involved in fantasy and whatever. And it's just like usually exactly. when teams have like a bye week after a game, it just makes sense just to sit them one more week and just let them have two additional weeks to recover. That's usually how it goes. So I don't see him playing this week. Especially with made... those soft tissue injuries, I feel yeah. like if he comes back and hurts it again, that will be like, look at Cup right now, right? It's a similar injury thing. Like yeah. surgery, no surgery. It's so hard to say, especially that's how they make their money, right? They're wide receivers. They got to be fast, twitchy, and all that good stuff. So, no, it's, it's very re- touchy. And realistically, you guys are six and five. Even if he doesn't come back and you lose, you're still 500. You're still in the hunt. And you're playing a beatable team even without him. So I doubt that they push him. The, the case to be made is we have, in theory, what is it, four or five weeks post-buy. And so if him and uh, Dobbs are going to start developing some chemistry pre-playoffs, it has to start happening sooner than later. And obviously Jefferson's elite. He's going to get open. He's going to get yards and receptions. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the clock is ticking. This is all... <laughs> We have sort of a literally like half season playing it out for as Vikings fans inside of our overall season. We got our Kirk season, and now we've got our Dobbs slash whatever the hell else comes our way over the rest. So, yes, and if it were Cousins, I'd say of course they they'll pick up right where they left off. But we have a new quarterback who's never completed a single reception to Jefferson or passed to Jefferson. So if does one week make and, and literally because it's Monday night? So does it does six days make a difference on the hamstring? I don't know. I'm not the expert there, but if we could start getting some chemistry built between them, yeah, that's that also good. of relevance. All right, all right. Enough of this fuzzy feel good shit. Let's get <laughs> down to the brass tacks. Give us your score prediction. Who wins Monday? I think the Vikings. It, it's always close. I, I feel like even last season. When we got up two two plus scores on y'all, then it ended up being that one score game. So as a Vikings fan, I can never predict a blowout. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say 27, uh, 27-21 Vikings. Okay, who wants to go next? You. Okay, 
Um, I say it's a close game. Just like maybe I'll go 27-24. Vikings win. I'm going to go 21-17 Vikings. Clean sweep? I think we have a clean sweep. Um, wow. I'm going to say... Do we have an upset alert be... prediction? No, I'm going to say 24-21 Vikings. <laughs> if I was in Miller's position and leading this for the podcast, I would probably say upset alert. Oh, I see. We got, we got but, some... you know, he, the, his cojones are not that big, so... What is the winner? Is the winner you're literally game? sitting here, and you're saying the, the one of the people that has the least trust in Justin Fields should be the one to pick the Bears to beat the Vikings. I think if yeah. anyone is to pick the Bears, it would be you, my young sir. That is kind nah. of true. No, it's true. I, I think like it was, it was good to see them put somewhat of a decent game together. I just want to put them. I don't know if they are there to put four quarters together. It might take a couple more games. I think this right. defensive front that the Vikings has, I think they're going to cause more issues than even the Lions did. I think, like Luke mentioned Luke earlier, Jim. Brian Flores has totally changed that defense. We saw it in the first game. There's no reason to think that it's not going to happen again. It's going to come at us with new looks. I, I think we have a tough time scoring points. I think Justin plays. I'm hoping that it's not awful and that he still keeps that that upswing going, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I just don't think we're going to be able to, even though the offense is for the Vikings still skeptical, if they can put up points, I it just, I don't think the bears can get it with done that, on though, the road. With that though, we do have to give props to Miller. Who is currently on a five game. Correct. Prediction streak. Duh. He, boosts, on a he four mostly game. calls a bears loss and he gets right. Is that what it is? I mean, he's been, he's been um, clean. I believe like, We've had two, two wins. wins over that five game span, okay? And he's picked the he's picked both. So wow. uh, Boobin and I are tied with six. Boobin is currently on a four game pick streak. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe by maybe by Monday I'll change my mind. But um, look, we've been doing this for a minute now, right? We have watched games together. We have traveled to games together. Um, what what comes to mind when you can think of like a Vikings moment, you know, maybe a Bears Viking moment that stands out to you. Well, of course, we have to talk about the was it was it the last actual game at the Metrodome? Last yep. Viking. <laughs> uh, that's probably, if not my favorite, one of my favorite games I've ever been to. Uh, but I've no one could called. kick a field goal. Yeah, we had. I think it was like three Vikings fans, three Bears fans. We <laughs> the score, the the leader changed. Four, three, four times in that last quarter. Uh, was, who was even y'all's <laughs> kicker at that point? Was that was Robbie? It Paul Edinger? Yeah, I, no. I, wasn't it? Ed, it was probably Edinger. It was a punter, was he not? No, he, no, was, a he was. He was a kicker. It, it had to be. It wasn't Robbie. It had to be Robbie Gold. Edinger it have been him because he was. He was pretty. Edinger had, had the, the fact that he the missed like a forty-some yarder. Yeah, I thought it, it was it, a it, bunch of little field goals, to be honest. I thought yeah. was, these are all like makeable shots that we were missing. Yeah, it was an insane game. I remember we were all uh, pretty boozed up, and, and there's there no. like basically bruises and injuries from the shoving and just general riledness going on every time <laughs> someone scored. 
I don't oh, didn't really. Score. That was a blast. I, I don't really remember the shoving. I remember the jumping on. You know, the a lot of shoving, a lot of, lot of bumbling. <laughs> I'm surprised no one actually fell off. Fell down. Yet. Uh, yeah, like I, th- I thought we were gonna fall off. It was like pretty steep up there. As long Ooh, as you stayed out before they knocked down the dome, you would have been okay. <laughs> the snow yeah. did that for them. So, yeah. Well, and fun, fun fact. Uh, I actually, my college was getting kind of torn up our campus during my senior year so i actually graduated in college in the metrodome oh wow oh nice <laughs> it which was, was so bad because there were probably maybe 500 to a thousand <laughs> people in the stands for the 60,000. it was really like it was very strange <laughs> well, um, your graduating class was so bad they had to turn the theater down after that so think about yeah, that well, my little then my little brother went to St. Thomas, and it was amazing. But so it, I think I pulled up the up. game that you guys are talking about. I'm assuming 2013. Does that sound about right? No. Was it? I thought 14, it was closer. 14, maybe. Because yeah, oh, no, 2013 13. they were already at the new field, so maybe 2012 might have yeah. been it. Oh, I was gonna say, well, 2013. I was gonna ask you guys. You guys remember who your quarterback was? But this now makes no 20, sense. 2013. That's correct was yeah so it's not the uh it's not the last game because i see it at oh no wait it, it was was it called the mall of america field yeah december 1st metrodome? Was, i think that was their sponsor no it was the metrodome but no but, he, it, 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 right. it was conventionally the metrodome. okay so i'm assuming it's this game it would have been december 1st 2013 do you want to take a guess at who the bears quarterback was at that time mm. and then i'll ask you who who do you think the the uh, Vikings quarterback was just for fun. Oh, Jay Cutler. Okay, yeah, we got one Jay Cutler Miller. Don't start. I would Googling. say. I would say. I, I'm not. I'm okay. making sure because December first doesn't sound right for yeah, the last was, game of the year. Yeah. It was well, December 29th, two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, December 29, twenty thirteen. It was around there, I think. But that was against the Lions. It was one of the last home games at the it Dome. It was one of the last last, ones. last Vikings oh. Bears game at the Dome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. All right, so uh, I'm gonna say Cutler just because. Cutler, and then Luke, who who was your quarterback for the Vikings? Who was our quarterback? I'm gonna guess Matt Castle. Well, oh. you're a hundred percent correct, and you're a better fan than these two idiots. Yeah. It was Josh McCown. <laughs> Josh oh, McCown because we're supposed to know the backup. And the kicker was Robbie Gold against Blair Walsh. Wow, was it really? Oh, wow. okay. See, they had to block it out because the Vikings did did pull that one out in the end. Yeah. I, I just remember walking out of there. You're getting pushed out because of the air coming out of the. the <laughs> you're getting pushed out of there. They probably wanted us out of there anyway. Future generations right. just we don't had dome experience. I I just we I already talked about my most memorable moment in Minnesota, which was this game. So I just want to shout out that. My most memorable experience in Minnesota was going to going to the Voo several Voo. times. <laughs> Hot dogs, baby. Hot dogs for life. The uh, <laughs> the adult entertainment center, if you will. Many times it was just it was a great experience. Yeah, you yeah. fucking horn dog. Best experience waking up. Hot dogs everywhere. <laughs> And you're hungover. <laughs> Best experience in the world. In my little oh mother's like college apartment that we all bumped into. Yeah. I don't I don't have that kind of memory. My favorite memory of hanging with Luke was with his brother and we were at uh during Pride 
and mm, we that was fun we got into so many shenanigans that day and there i have random pictures of you in my shoulders and your brother in my shoulders <laughs> and there was one point i had a chick in my shoulders i don't even remember how she got up there um but that was that was a a good old time so that's probably my favorite experience with you guys it has nothing to do with the vikings because we didn't really do too many games like that together uh but it was always fun um hanging with yeah. you and then the weird softball leagues that we were in where it was like trying to find late, last minute replacements and you just showed up with a glove ready to go <laughs> yeah. so those were those were good times and then i'll let you have the last question oh yeah <laughs> before we end this we are three of us are in the same fantasy league there's a five-way tie for first do you really think that your team's gonna overcome the gauntlet that is my sexy team? Wait, is, is your IR team? <laughs> so my, I have the um, the Chargers under Schottenheimer. I have that situation going on where I've had elite regular seasons now for three, four years in a row, and then they just fold in the playoffs. So I don't really care. Well, the regular season holds, and then it just all comes down to a flip of the coin in the once the once the final games go. So, last year my team was fading at that point. So hopefully this time I just I just spent some serious coin on an old man Beckham. So we'll see if he can bring a Saw little that. bit of reinforcements. <laughs> that, was, that was that was an interesting pick. Yeah, you must I, have been I, watching Boopin's waiver wire videos. That's why you you had the upper hand there. Always. Um, no, like it, it's been super interesting, but the best thing about it is waivers run at three in the morning, and then I see your picks at like six, five thirty in the morning, six in the morning. I'm uh, you, riser. You, you, you seem to be an early bird, you catch up all the people usually that's for why, free. That's why I don't need to, to use my, my funds. I just yeah. I, I jog in the morning, so I'm up there, see who, see who didn't get picked, and then grab the rest of the I got Thielen for free. Uh, a few other few other people for for yeah, free you, uh, contributing you, you have been dominant last couple of years um you know you've won once maybe like in between but regardless regular season i think like you you kick so you kick ass every there, year there so there has to be some the, the travis kelsey uh in terms of it's literally you could probably chalk it up to him in that the point differential that he brings to a tight end position versus anyone in the and he's Literally, I think since we started doing keepers, which how has that been eight years? It's been a uh, while, yeah. I've had him for that entire period, and he's barely ever been. I don't think he's gotten injured, missed one game or so. No, and oh no, just so kept him the whole time. Every how much year? You... It's it's truly insane. So, how much are you paying on the keeper side for that? Uh, as much as I'll I'll pay all my all my he's funds. Paying, it's I think it's <laughs> over forty. It's it's up there. Wow, that's for yeah. sure. He's paying a Titan, lot of money for but it. But Titan grows slowly, right? You don't go up by five every year. No, you do. You do. Oh, wow. I, oh. Everyone does, well, I believe, the, if I the remember the rules. Differential between the number one tight end and even the number three tight end over the course of a season is just it's insane. So yeah. And I'm, next uh, time we bring you on, I we'll talk your about. Tighter, still be my keeper. <laughs> I know. I, I was gonna ask next year. What are you gonna do? We'll ask you, you in the off season. Watch T Swift. See how that you know he maybe has. Yeah. Some, motivations now we'll see that's true. all right remind well, me to for... send you guys a funny meme that i saw over over the weekend games i the <laughs> yeah. funniest Post it thing, for the social uh, for the people too i also I'll, I'll send it i gotta find it on twitter it cracked me up though awesome 
Well, thanks, Luke. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on. That was a heck of a conversation. Um, you know, maybe we'll bring you back in the middle of the offseason and we can talk some more Vikings and Bears with You're you. You're going to be Super Bowl champion Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> hey, let's clip Josh this so Dobbs? that when he's Josh wrong, Dobbs we can MVP. just send it everywhere. Probably Dobbs will lead us to the Super Bowl and then he'll get injured and Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall will do some wishbone thing. Uh, you know, that's that's been that kind of season. With Alexander Madison running for 250 <laughs> in the Super Bowl. And finally justifying Bupin's <laughs> raise. Elite superstar running back. I bet if I stop you in the middle of a point, I bet I can make you sound dumb too. But I won't do that to you. <laughs> All right. All right. Appreciate your time. Have a great, have well, great thank Thanksgiving. You. Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners too. Yeah, right. don't leave. Thanks. We're going to need you for something else real quick. But go ahead and sign us off, boys. All right, thanks, thanks for listening, guys. We hope some bo- we brought some positivity into your life today. Hit that like, subscribe button for us. Uh, keep that feedback coming. You know, we will try and bring some positivity into your life. Until then, have a great night. Jesus, that's fucking.